Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Come on, knock on our door. Come on, knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. We've been wanting to tell you all about what we're watching too. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of What Are You Watching? Host Drew here, and I am flying solo. And guys, I know that episode 104, 1996 is The Frighteners, was supposed to come out today, but you know what? Life gets in the way. Life decides to take an immediate halt and just throw a wrench into everything. Thanks, COVID. So, little update, like, I was down with COVID for about a week, and I couldn't have, you know, Nathan or Jack over for fear of infecting them. So... We decided to put off the recording off to a little bit of a uh, a standstill, and we were going to do it last minute, which is fine, because it was still going to come out, it was still going to be great, and then Jack wasn't feeling well, and you know what, we're like, dude, you rest up, you get better, because that's really what's important right now. So, in order to keep everything kind of flowing right and going well, I am here with a quick little, again, update on episode 104, but more importantly, a little blurb of a what have you been watching and this is what i'm calling my covid 22 watch through because <laughs> what are you what are you gonna do what are you gonna do besides sit at home and try to get better while dealing with covid and uh yeah lots of movies to watch lots of tv to watch and i thought to myself i have my endless watch list of movies to get through but more importantly i actually got through quite a bit of tv so I'm I'm actually going to be more discussing what I've been watching in the TV department. So first up is 2021's Paramount Plus and CBS Ghosts. Now, if anyone doesn't know what Ghosts is, it's about a show where a couple get an old kind of Victorian style, you know, country home. And it's been left to them essentially in the will. And it goes to the nearest living relative, but it's inhabited by ghosts. All the ghosts that have died, or all the people that have died on the property and remain ghosts, now remain on the property. And they can't leave the property. Well, the wife, or sorry, yeah, the wife in the, uh, the couple that inherit the house, and they want to make it into a and b a bed and breakfast. Well, she has a near-death experience. And due to this, she's able to see the ghosts. And I thought this would have been perfect because we were going to have the what are you watching and Frighteners hand in hand. And it's just like the Frighteners, right? You have a near-death experience. Michael J. Fox as Frank Bannister is able to see ghosts. Well, now Rosie McCulver, uh, McCulver, I can't say her last name. She plays the role of Samantha. She had her near-death experience and now she can see the ghosts inhabiting the house. And it's Honestly, guys, it's a pretty funny show. It's very clever. Uh, the the writing is uh, it's kind of witty. 
especially depending on who's really delivering the lines. You have all these ghosts from different eras throughout history. So you have Victorian era, you have people from the Revolutionary War, you have a Viking that died on the property ages and ages ago. You have a guy from the 80s and you have an old jazz singer. There's a Cub Scout kind of guy who has an arrow through his neck and that's how he died. And he's from, I believe, the 70s. And it's just, it's a fun little show. It's cute. It's clever. And if you just need something to sit down and kind of laugh at, you know, for a good, you know, half hour each night, go on Paramount Plus if you got it. If you have CBS at home, I would recommend watching it. It's it's kind of a hoot. It's actually, I found out later, that it's based off of a British television show. So much like The Office was British, you know, beforehand, and then, you know, we adapted an American version. Uh, There's three seasons of the original show on HBO Max, so you can go over there and watch that if you want to watch the original and uh, treat yourself to that. But it's a very funny, uh, a few highlight characters. Uh, Rebecca Wasaki, who plays Hetty, she's the previous owner of the of the home itself and then uh brandon scott jones plays captain isaac higgentoot if you've seen the trailers he's the one where the woman says there's a guy dressed like hamilton and he says hamilton how do you know about hamilton did that little did that little twerp become famous he's very funny I, i think it's a clever way to depict these characters and they're stuck at the house and they're trying to get on with their lives and it's 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 unique. It's a fun little show. Another thing that I caught myself up on because I kind of avoided watching it uh, week to week. I just wanted to binge all of it was CBS's Evil and it had wrapped up its season two. Now, I really liked Evil in season one. I thought it was. I thought it was really intriguing. The idea that they're investigating different cases for the Catholic Church whether like, you know, the possession is real or the miracles are real or whatever these backlog cases that Michael Coulter, who plays David Acosta, a representative of the Catholic Church, comes to Katya Herbers, who plays Christian Bouchard, and tries to invite her to join the team. And it's it's a neat little kind of like uh, cop, not cop focus, but uh, police procedural is what I'm trying to say. Uh but with a good amount of comedy and a lot of creepy atmosphere that is being created when they're bringing in different demonic elements or things of like witchcraft and there's a lot of like drama amongst the characters. But I got to say that Michael Emerson, who plays Dr. Leland Townsend, and you might remember Michael Emerson from a show called Persons of Interest. He plays a fantastic villain. I think that his kind of cockiness and sarcastic humor, the way he carries himself for the character, is done so, so well. And it even just lends to more character depth in this particular season, uh, as opposed to the first one. Uh, first season, you're just kind of like, everyone's getting their footing, you're kind of realizing who's who and what's what, and maybe there's a little bit of a backstory. But it's a good show. And I'm very much intrigued by it. And I can't wait for a season three to happen, especially what took place after here in season two. So if you are a fan of uh, Evil, you know what I'm talking about. If you've never watched Evil, both seasons are up on Paramount Plus. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. I know that 
Jack had said that uh, his wife Anna had been watching Evil, and I commented on it, and he is, I believe his response was like, well, that doesn't surprise me. But we, it's okay. We all know that my taste in movies and TV is, as Jack puts it, candy corn, and well, damn it, I like candy corn, and I'm going to continue to enjoy it. The other, of course, uh, Jack, myself, and Nathan have all been devouring every Wednesday, Book of Boba Fett on Disney+, and very much enjoying it. Episode one is a bit of a tease. You, you, you just, you want more. And then it continues. And I'm kind of noticing that almost the the even number episodes are a little bit better than the odd number episodes. But I'm still enjoying the hell out of it with all of it. You get all these different little uh, cameos for characters to come in. And it's it's just been enjoyable. I'm loving a little bit more of the backstory that they're kind of bringing to it. And, uh, you know, kind of just wondering, like, Where's Boba been? What has Boba been doing? And so it's it's a lot of fun. Again, can't recommend that enough. And let's see what else. Oh, <laughs> guys, if you go, if you do not have HBO Max, please get HBO Max for simply just the the fact that they drop certain you know uh, movies on there that are hitting theaters, but as well as hitting HBO Max, and you can get access to that. But guys, guys, Peacemaker. DC's Peacemaker is probably one of the better DC live action shows that has come out of the studios, honestly. John Cena portraying Peacemaker and bringing back his character from Suicide Squad is a riot. Absolutely hilarious. You have so many characters just... Just the... The the childish banter back and forth where they argue with each other, they call each other names, or it, it almost seems like the lines are like improv and they just decided to pick the best ones that either are so absurd or don't make sense that much, but you still laugh at it because you're like, yep, this is the character. I'm accepting what they're saying, and this is just what they're going and rolling with. It's very funny. Uh, violence. It's violent. You get blood. You get gore. You have an intriguing storyline as well. Not going to spoil it. But even the side characters, Steve McGee, who is reprising his role as uh, John Economos, I think he's hilarious in this show. He's almost like slowly gaining the confidence to be like the side lackey who gets kind of shit on. But he <laughs> he's slowly becoming like, yeah, don't mess with Economos. And... It's a good show. Again, if you haven't been catching up, definitely catch up on Peacemaker. It's not over with yet, and you will not be sorry that you did. And finally, the last thing that really I've been watching, I started it. I had avoided it. I don't know why I avoided it, because I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I finally started watching Star Trek Discovery. And now Jack had been making his way through Star Trek Discovery. If you listen to other previous, you know, what have you been watching and I finally just kind of hunkered down. I was like, all right, I don't really have much else that I need to catch up on. Let's try Star Trek Discovery. And I'm enjoying it. However, my brain wants to explode because if you're a Star Trek fan and you understand the idea of continuity, meaning that everything should match up and it should make sense, especially when the show is happening, which is right after Star Trek Enterprise with Scott Bakula, where he played... Captain Jonathan Archer, and it's right in the middle, right before the original series with Shatner. That's fine. Place it there. 
I don't have a problem with that. But the technology that they have in this show for that point in the Star Trek timeline, the technology is far too advanced. Far too advanced. They have a holodeck. And a holodeck was not around. Not in the original series. Definitely not where it's supposed to be. The first time we had a holodeck was in Star Trek uh, Next Generation. And then my, uh, my friend Julio from The Contrarians told me, Drew, just remember and just, and just kind of like take it to the point where it's in a different timeline. And I will begrudgingly accept that. I will begrudgingly accept that and I will smile and nod and still enjoy it. And I will say the fact that Jack says that the first two seasons are not that good, but that season three is where it really picks up. However, I'm kind of closing in on the uh, tail end of season one. And really, there was a twist I was not expecting, although I think you probably could have expected it, but I didn't catch on uh, until they revealed it. And I like the twist. I'm loving, of course, Doug Jones portraying Saru. I, I'm loving, loving the fact that this is probably, as far as I understand, this might be one of the first things that I've seen Doug Jones in where he portrays a main character in a TV show. Now, we've seen him in things where he played, you know, Billy in Hocus Pocus, and he was Abe in Hellboy, or at least the character, you know, moving around and wise because he's a fabulous character actor and a creature feature kind of monster guy. He's doing super, super well. I love the different characters that are being put out in Star Trek uh, Discovery. And I love the fact that our main character, Michael, Michael Burnham, where they're not like a, a decorated officer. They're someone who is brought aboard a ship for a particular reason, and it's mainly to keep them out of prison. So it's a, it's a unique thing that we're kind of looking at. Almost almost kind of if you kind of pay homage to Star Trek Voyager when you have the Maquis, instead of throwing them into jail, they're put aboard Voyager as part of her crew and under, you know, under the <clears throat> under the uh, command of Catherine Janeway. So it's really interesting. I'm very much enjoying it. I'm loving and waiting to see what exactly season two is going to happen for it. Because Jack says again, season three is when it really picks up. I've heard otherwise that season two is kind of where it picks up. So we'll see what happens. For a uh, just a quick little bit about some movies that I had. And I've been watching movies for uh, over at The Countdown with Paul and Wayne. They, uh, they kind of host a movie scavenger hunt all the time for my uh for myself and a couple of friends and other people who are wanting to participate in the countdown movie and watch community and i gotta tell you of uh, two movies that i watched for that uh one which i'd again i don't know why it took me so long but 12 angry men from 1957 fabulous film why it took me so long i don't know it, it's great for any era any decade a message still rings true and it's it's uh, fabulously done the other is The Mitchells versus The Machines, which if anybody has Netflix, go watch The Mitchells versus The Machines. Outstanding film. It has no reason to be that good. It has no reason to be that funny. But it is. And it's great. And it's hilarious. The animation is beautiful. And really, you kind of walk away at the very end. 
it tugs on the heartstrings with, of course, a lesson to learn. And it's it's perfect. It's great. I cannot recommend that movie highly enough. So that is a bit of a wrap up for this part 11 of What Have You Been Watching? We really apologize that episode 104, 1996's The Frighteners for our paranormal comedy is not out yet. We are going to try desperately to get recorded and up for you guys before we roll into season five. Real feels and the order of the grab baggins with our yet again, as per tradition, the next Tremors film, which will be Tremors five bloodlines. So we hope that you guys are enjoying everything. We hope that everyone is staying safe and just enjoying themselves. Be safe out there, guys. Hope it's no fun. It's it's not fun. But thank you for joining us. Catch us next time. Make sure to hit us up on Facebook and Instagram to search for The Real Feels Podcast. Up on Twitter, at Real Feels Pod. You can send us an email at realfeelspodcast at gmail.com. And of course, if you, if you want to call the Tooch line, guys, we'd love to hear from you. 661-376-0030. Give us some recommendations of what we should watch. Maybe, uh, you know, hit me up and just complete, just add more, add more to my watch list. I'd love to get new things up there. And uh, of course, just let them sit there and maybe I'll eventually get to them. But I love the recommendations. Love the recommendations. So as always, guys, remember, you're the realist and the fiest. We'll catch you later.